The following content just wants to go to sleep and wake up in 2021 hoping for the best, damn it. Start the show. Just something, just man, just wake me up when this is all the end of I Am Legend. <laughs> Trying to go to sleep like Nate Robinson. <laughs> somebody said, I shit you not. Somebody said that Nate that Nate Robinson is is still more conscious than Jason Whitlock. <laughs> Damn. Uh. Niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. And I am back on the sauce this week. Hey. For one week only. Hey. Oh, yeah. Let's yeah. motherfucking go. That's what I'm talking about. I brought some I brought some new shit in here. It's pretty good too. Some flavored whiskey. Some blackberry flavored whiskey. I like that. I didn't think it would go together, but it goes together very well. I was I was surprised. I was surprised and impressed, and it's still strong, but it's sneaky. Mm. It's sneaky, man. I you know I I I had some for my Friday night reup, and now the shots hit. But if you put this in some shit, you'll be on your ass fast. Yeah, the shot did hit me. Um, as a matter of fact, I will. I'll I'll I'll, I'll do my shot later. I feel like I'm behind, but. Um, how was your Thanksgiving, man? How was your week? Not bad. Um, it was my week off, so obviously it flew by very, very quickly. Uh, very low-key Thanksgiving. Uh, me and the wife went to see her parents. Okay. And then we went to see my sister. Okay. So very low-key. It wasn't like some of y'all, some of y'all flying coast to coast. Some of y'all's doing the most. In groups of 30 and 40, you know. I mean, I, hey, is that if that's your thing? You know, I'm just saying. I'm judging. I, you know, he, you know, he's he's very passive. But I'm just tell you, I'm judging you. I am. I am. I'm I'm judging your answer stories. Um, I'm judging every time I see you in a fucking mask. Um, I'm judging you. I am real talk. Um, y'all y'all really letting the culture down. Uh, I mean, y'all letting the world down because this is a global pandemic. Um. There's a lot of shit going on with that, man. Like, I, I was really just looking at people. The the Macy's Day Parade. So, they went on. First of all, let me just say. They they still marched Al out there. Mm-hmm. After him after him coming out having, what, prostate cancer? Yeah. They still marched Al out there. Al still got to get that check. Got to pay for that medical insurance. Harassing. The, they marched Al out there. Had, had the... Had the mascots harassing them and shit, man. Al sick of y'all. I'm just saying, Al sick of Al sick of y'all. Um, there's a bunch of fuckery going on with the, with the parade and all that shit. But are there a uh, bunch of people out there still? No, 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 no. There, there were no people. Okay. Um, you know, except the necessary, you know, personnel. Um, the there were the performances and all that shit. It it felt weird. It did feel weird. So it was just the people in the parade. Yeah. Okay. Dolly Parton, they had a whole side sound stage for her. 
masks were sparingly distributed. Uh, but you know, I assume they were outside. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. They were probably outside. At, they were distant, so I guess I can't be mad at that. Okay. Um, how do you feel? Well, you know what? Let me get it out of the way before we get. How do you feel about these vaccines? I know your mother mm-hmm. was was in that field, and you know she she have any special feelings about it? We'll see. Okay. Um, with with anything, and, and this is this is not even me avoiding the question it's we legitimately have to see mm-hmm. um you know i don't i don't as far as i know there haven't been any conclusive trials yet and you won't really know until until you know the fda approves it and, and people start start using them yeah in mass i know um, one of them got approved yeah i think it was moderna i don't remember but the, the other thing to remember is you know I do know that it, it'll be it'll be a tough uphill climb for them to try to mandate it for everybody. Right now, I do know like there's an Australian airline that says you know, you, you know you can't fly unless you take a vaccine. Unless you take it, and they were hinting that other airlines have have quietly agreed that they will do the same. Uh with the number of people that are, first of all, you know, just as a little hint for y'all. If they if they don't want to wear a mask, they're probably not going to take the vaccine, right? So let's just put that out there. That's a that's a problem. So there will be an uphill climb in anything that looks like a mandate to to take a vaccine. And you know, honestly, as as black people, <laughs> we have a reason for being skeptical. Um, we were led down this line before, Tuskegee experiment. Um, but again, I'm not I'm not an anti-vaxxer person. I, sure. I'm just I'm just of the opinion of we'll see when we'll we see. get there and see what makes sense. I also um, took a flu shot for the first time this year in my life. Okay. But I've also never had the flu. But I, I took it, you know, because my sister had a newborn and she asked me, you know, because he was a little immunocompromised at birth if, if I wanted to be around him. You know, so I, I did that. Again, I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but you know, also getting a vaccine or having a vaccine does not mean that coronavirus goes away. That's true. People take flu shots and the flu is still here, although in different strains. It, it's the same thing with coronavirus. It I was saying, we take those flu shots annually, by the way. Yeah. And, you know, coronavirus doesn't go away because of a vaccine. It mutates. But really what they're doing with the vaccine is they're, the, the purpose of a vaccine is to not stress the system. If you have enough people who are immune at the time to the disease, it helps to slow the spread and it does not tax the system. And for the most part, it allows you to go along your normal day like you like you normally would. Um, so it's for me, it's just a firm. We'll see when we get there. And yeah. We'll see what happens. I don't have anywhere to go just yet. Um, I'm going to see how, how y'all take to it. Y'all being the ones who are who are eager to jump out there, I definitely have to get a fucking job in 2021. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, and I, that's the thing is, I'm curious to see like if like if it becomes a condition of employment. Like there are a lot of things that I think I'm I'm very curious about what's going to happen right with this mandate hitting with the with the vaccine hitting the streets. Um, it definitely does. The skeptic in me does say that it opens up a lot of doors for different types of businesses and industries to capitalize yeah. on it, especially if they want to make it mandatory. But at the same time, I know there's going to be a lot of resistance to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll see how it pans out. Yeah. I'm, uh, I, 
I'm not trying to rush out there and be one of the first people to take the vaccine. At the same time, yeah, I'm doing fine. I'm not in the poorhouse or nothing right now, but I just foresee I, I I'm definitely gonna have to get a fucking job, another a new job in 2021, and I I I want to be out there. I want to be able to move a little differently, mm-hmm. uh, COVID free. Uh, I can't aff- I can't afford to bring that in the house. Yeah, um, it's why I've been at home doing nothing for eight months. Um, nothing except trying to make this the best podcast humanly possible. You know, uh, it is episode one sixteen. Yes, sir. Um, want to start off giving flowers to Tanahasi Coates? Uh, I just I, I watched Between the World and Me, and let me tell you something. Uh, I don't. I, it's weird we're not having enough conversations about that. I still need to see it though, but I've I've heard I've heard good things about it. It is terrific. It is terrific. Um, visually wonderful. Um, focuses on some of the uh some of uh the well the parts that I really enjoyed. Um, of his book of the same name. The performances were, were, were pretty incredible. Uh, two in particular that really the, that really got me. Well, three in particular really got to me. Um, Joe Morton. Mm. Joe Morton is a wonderful, terrific actor that does not get remotely the kind of credit and the kind of work he deserves. True. Um. Uh, I, that's why I loved him getting work in Scandal because it let him just really show up and show out. Um, Mahershala Ali mm-hmm. was really good. Above all, um, the the centerpiece for me was Felicia Rashad. Mm. Felicia Rashad's performance, just sitting in her damn house, was haunting. I could listen to Felicia Rashad talk all day. Right, right, right. She's one like she was. She didn't have a huge part in Creed too, but I love watching her in Creed too. She is the female voice of God. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. That's the female like like the way we talk about Morgan Freeman mm-hmm. and those those most of the people that we talk about in black culture that have that voice of God thing for mm-hmm. them um, are usually men. Mm-hmm. James Earl Jones, mm-hmm. Morgan Freeman. Yep. Uh, if you want to go B-list, Andre Brower. Um, <laughs> yeah. Andre Brower is definitely that dude. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, and so we we very rarely do we get into the black women with those wonderful voices. Yeah. Felicia Rashad is at the top of that list. Yes. Amazing, incredible. Um, but and I, and, and that's not to say that. Tanasi Coates directed Between the World and Me. Uh, Camilla Forbes, um, who just the visuals here were were incredible. I wish I I wish I knew the name of the director of photography, because mm-hmm. um, they deserve all the praise. But um, just thank you, uh, Mr. Coates, for that source material. Thank you for doing Black Panther for the the comic. Mm-hmm. I'm very impressed with that. I have to say, um, on record, because I did not give his Captain America such a good review. 
uh, when when I had to review it for Black Nerd Problems. <laughs> we can't win them all. Uh, thank you for the ones that matter to the culture, though. Yes. Um, human. <coughs> oh, sorry. Humans ain't shit. Uh, this week, this is kind of a follow up. Uh, last week we talked about the Fresh Prince reunion, mm-hmm. and um, for me, uh, going on social media after having that discussion, uh, definitely saw a lot of the the woke. Uh, people, a lot of the woke influencers or whatever making the rounds um, getting their shit off about uh, Will Smith and it was an interesting it was interesting to watch them and watch how they unpacked the Janet Hubert thing because a lot of them went in with a, a lot of very preconceived notions about Will Smith mm-hmm. um, and I guess I guess that makes sense for the younger generation because honestly, you know, I know for me, I always say I grew up with the Fresh Prince. I grew up with Will Smith. Um, what, 1990 to like 96. That was, you know, I was an 80s baby. So yeah. that was right when those things started formulating how I looked at uh, the media. So it was a different experience to me than people who saw Will Smith become the Will Smith. They saw him become the pop icon. Right. Uh so I had to I had to keep that in mind. But even then, it really made me wonder how we look at the Smith family and why we look at them the way we do because a lot of them approached it from a from a, a very a, an idea of disingenuousness on the part of Will Smith. I know you had a you had commentary about how um he was very shrewd and very smart and how he parses things mm-hmm. to create content. Mm-hmm. Right. And we talked about that because, you know, he's trying to create content in the new era. And he's trying to evolve from the summer blockbuster hero because we know that's pretty much over as far as cinema goes. Well, for Will Smith, at least. At least for Will Smith, sure. Um, <clears throat> and I, I made a joke where I was like, it's either this or Bright 2. Anybody <laughs> 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 going for that shit. Um, but it just, the goofiness of the discourse over them bearing, over him and Janet Hubert bearing the hatchet was just really weird for me. Because it was like, okay, y'all mad that Will apologized, that, that Will hadn't apologized for years. But now when he apologizes, y'all are convinced he's being fake because for some reason y'all just convinced yourselves that the Smiths are just fake for sinister reasons. Well, I saw where people were trying to say that they were the black Kardashians. And there's, there's, a, very, there's a very, I think, big difference between the two. So let's, let's say for the sake of the argument that the Smiths are being disingenuous. Just for the sake of the argument. <clears throat> um, you could say the same thing about the Kardashians, obviously. Yeah. But in terms of the actual content that they output, the the message and the intent behind the content, again, assuming that they're being disingenuous, the message behind the content is a whole different thing. Like they they talk about things like mental health and repairing bad relationships and they and, and they talk about that. The Kardashians talk about shopping. One hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? So that, there's a huge difference between the output. So yes, is it 
at the end of the day, there is a little bit of polish. There is a little bit of shine. Sure. To whatever it is that they're doing. But if you look at the actual output of it, the output actually gives messages that people can find useful if they choose to, if they're not looking at the intention behind it. But even and even then, um, because there's a couple more points I want to go over about this quickly. But uh, even then, let's say there let's say there being that it, that there's an element of polish, and there is. Mm-hmm. I don't know of anybody that wouldn't polish up their image in a certain way if they got famous. Absolutely, because in the in the era of let's just say it, cancel culture, you kind of have to. Yeah. And and these are the same people that are always complaining that people didn't address something that happened years Ooh. ago going forward when they're doing something positive. Right. Y'all are still dragging Childish Gambino over some lyrics from from several albums mixtapes ago. Yeah. Y'all are still dragging him over over not dating a black woman. Uh y'all still dragging him over a lot of shit. That you wish, and, and when when the discourse happens, it's well, it's because he doesn't address these things now. The Smiths go out of their way to address their toxic, their toxicity, the toxicity of their past. If the whole and they don't have to. If the whole August Alina's thing is not an indication of that, my God, y- y'all y'all held y'all put that woman in a in a court of law, basically. That was the most batshit crazy thing I'd ever seen. Y'all put that woman in a court of law. As half of y'all were probably watching that shit from your jump off's house too. <laughs> y'all are doing, and that's the other thing. Y'all are doing worse shit than the Smiths. Yeah, I guarantee. I know some of you. Y'all are doing worse shit than the Smiths right now as you're listening to this podcast. Yeah, and y'all are railing on somebody else for addressing their toxicity in public, something that they don't have to do for you. Because you don't pay that. Well, you actually, you in a way you do, but you've already paid their bills uh, for <laughs> life. So <laughs> there's, there's no use being mad now. Um, you know, so, and, and, you know, then y'all are mad because he made up with her in public. Because he made up with Jan Hubert in public. Yeah. But if he had done it privately and just let this go away and then she just, she just shows up on the reunion, then y'all be saying that he paid her off. That Will Smith is a part of the Illuminati. Y'all be saying that this was, you know, this was a this was a a, a power move and all that bullshit. Because again, y'all just convinced yourselves that the Smiths are just some fabricated thing. And but, y'all, and, and the thing is, y'all love Beyonce for the same shit that the Smiths are doing. Mm-hmm. Y'all love Beyonce mm-hmm. because she has polished all her shit. She's really polished Jay Z shit to the point where. He's gone from he's gone from being a dope man turned rapper to just kind of a your laid back uncle. He's a soccer dad. He's a soccer dad. <laughs> he's just he is that he is that laid back uncle who has the right to be laid back because he got a fine ass wife. That's exactly what he is now, and y'all y'all love them for that. Y'all love the Carters for that, but y'all rail on the Smiths, and I don't understand it. And for me, it's just so weird that we talk about. The lack of representation of positive images of black family in the media. Mm-hmm. The Smiths go out of their way to be exactly that. Not just to be that for y'all, but to live it. 
Their ki- they let their kids be kids. They let their kids do what the fuck they want to do. They don't. They don't have those generational curses that they pass down to their kids. They let the kids do what the fuck they want to do. And you yeah. wish you had been able to be a carefree black kid. And y'all rail on them for it. It's so fucking weird. It doesn't make any sense. Then you mad because you swear he didn't actually apologize at the reunion, which anybody can see as we address that that could be attributed to editing. Yeah, and like I say, once they went to the red table talk, it was it was different. It unpacked it a lot more. Yeah, and you know he allowed her. She went off more on him on that version of it than on that on that polished show. So y'all just have to be careful about you know. Again, always judging people's intentions, um, and, and look at the final output. What are they trying? What message are they trying to convey? Um, and look at whether or not you are keeping the same energy yeah. at, at your own doorstep. Look, if 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 we blow up off of this podcast and we get like a a, a more national platform, Oz is going to have to decide whether or not he's going to still say "eat a black owned dick" on air. <laughs> Real yeah. talk, you know. And I don't want y'all coming for him, calling him a sellout, if he's like, well, I can't say that on ESPN, so I'm... You're right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, he can't, he can't be on, on, on BET or anything talking about eat a black-owned dick. Y'all be like, oh, he didn't have that same energy. Y'all not negotiating, a, <laughs> y'all, and, and, and you know, unless you're negotiating a better deal for me, you gotta shut the fuck up. Yeah. And you indeed have to eat a black-owned dick. <laughs> Support, Mine specifically support black businesses Cyber Monday <laughs> <laughs> today only thirty percent off black owned dicks. I'm just saying there is not a single one of you that if you made as much money as the Smiths would not go would not do something and go out of your way to adjust your image in the public Absolutely. because we talk all the time about how white people will take any little thing about you. Yep. And magnify it into something that it's not. Why does it have to be a black dick? Right, right. Don't all dicks matter? Don't all dicks matter? Is a is a white dick too good for you? I mean, well, let me not. It's it's probably too small. I will not pontificate on that. I will not pontificate on. It. I will just say it's probably too small. I, you know, statistically speaking, I'm just going by the numbers, guys. Um, it, but. The moral of the story is that you woke niggas are the most exhausting people on the fucking planet. I don't know how you get out of bed every morning without giving yourself a stroke. And then y'all talking about you want Janet Hubert talk about is Will Smith gonna pay her for all those ye- for all those years she lost? Y'all, she's probably getting residuals. She's getting residuals. I, I mean, almost definitely. It, it may not be, you know, it may not be what it would be now. Yeah, like, but. but She's probably getting residuals. Will Smith, it, this isn't reparations, guys. Will Smith did, and let, let me just say one more thing. Will Smith does not own NBC. At no point did he own NBC. And when we look at the story of how the Fresh Prince got made between the stories that he told um, before the reunion, the stories that he told at the reunion, and what we know of Quincy Jones... He was a tool of NBC and Quincy Jones. Mm-hmm. So it is entirely likely that at the time, Will Smith was intentionally kept in the dark as a part of a consorted effort. Yeah. Um, as a part of the consorted effort from the media 
uh, excuse me, from NBC because you can't have your cash cow showing his ass. Right. And, you know, so you have to keep, he's, he's what, 20, 21 21. at the time? Yeah. They had, oh God, they had to keep him happy and rich and oblivious. Yeah. (laughs) He was married at the time. Happy wife. Oh man, they yeah. had to keep him in the dark. No, so yeah, don't, all that benefit of the doubt you give Jan Hubert, Will Smith gets none of that. None. What did Will Smith do to y'all? Honestly, honestly, I want to know. I really want somebody to make me understand what it is people think that Will Smith has done to us as a community that y'all never seem to give the Smiths the benefit of the doubt at all. And again, I'm not here to be a Will Smith Avenger, but. I, I just think it's weird that people are doing their best to create a positive image out here, mm-hmm. and y'all hate them for it. It's just really weird, and I, it's like I'm always saying. Somebody always told me the higher you go up the tree, the higher the monkey goes up the tree. The more people at the bottom of the tree looking at his ass. Okay, that's a visual. <laughs> um, song of the week. Uh, Skip Marley and Ari Lennox dropped some shit and it got by me and I don't know how. <laughs> um, so you know I gotta play that shit. Mm. Uh, uh, this is Skip Marley featuring Ari Lennox with Make Me Feel. Mm. Uh, go ahead and catch a vibe. Um, pour yourself something, get comfortable. We're gonna have a good show. We'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go. Satisfaction is my reaction Every time I'm near your heart Can you feel it? No, you see it So many people in pain Thank God for the love we share no, no. Even though It's rough out there No one knows Seems no one cares You give me hope When none is found Let's make this a good night Yeah, even through the bad times Yeah, nothing can kill this vibe No, as long as I feel The way you make me feel yeah. All the touching, all the loving, overflowing
make this a good night yeah. Even through the bad times yeah. Nothing can kill this pride As long as I feel The way you make me feel Make me feel. Okay. Skip Marley, Ari Lennox. Uh, I like that. It is a vibe. I like that. It is a whole vibe. Skip Marley is just killing it. Let me just say, <laughs> every every few years, a Marley just pops up and just <laughs> just starts taking over. They got Marleys in waiting. I'm just saying. Well, I want is what is, is I want to. I have to. I, I'm going to Wikipedia him later because I'm like, is this Marley married? Because if he's not. I guarantee you, he is he is sticking and moving all up and down the industry. You can't be. I'm sorry, you can't be putting out good music like this and you not laying the pipe. And you single. I I I know it. I know it. It's getting it's getting hard to be a regular nigga out here and uh, out here all the time. You don't have to deal. With, you don't have to deal with this. Damien is I, a I, lovely. I, I'm like I don't know what you're talking about. I'm... She yeah. Randall is in a is in a loving, uh, wonderfully healthy marriage and has been for what fifteen years. Yeah, it's been fifteen. Damn. Fifteen years. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you. Oh yeah. So you got married fifteen years ago. You you didn't have to be around for when it got bad. No. To be, if you any, I always say anybody that got married, it that got married before like two thousand and eight. That's when dating got bad. Man, that's when it turned into a shit show. Well, whenever social media came out, I think that's when it got bad. Twitter was, I think Twitter was uh, 07, born in 07, 08. 07, 08. Yeah. That's when it got to be a shit show. If you were single, if you were single after 2008, you're just fucked. You are. Or, you know, at least you haven't picked somebody or, you know, you're, you're going down that road. You're fucked. I'm, I've learned it now. If you're a regular nigga out here, you are fucked. Damn. I'm, I'm just saying and that, that I'm going to save the whole why. I know some of y'all going to drag me this week. Um, I'm going to save the why for a whole other program, uh, for a whole other episode. Um, what do we got over here? Dave Chappelle. Uh, okay. Dave Chappelle. So um, everybody got really excited because Chappelle's show was streaming on Netflix those of you that don't already have it on DVD, I know many of you do. I am mm-hmm. one of them. Um, I just know that because at the bookstore, man, people people go out of their way to buy Chappelle's show, even if it was beat up. They t- they gladly take the beat up copy for ten dollars. I, I remember for a while it was tough to find it in the stores. It's true, especially like the the the, the one that was the least hard to find was the Lost episodes. Yeah. Because nobody was really interested in that show. Yeah, they were lost for a reason. Um, so, Dave Chappelle expressed his displeasure uh, with Netflix streaming uh, Chappelle's show. Not mm-hmm. necessarily with Netflix, but the fact that Viacom is not paying him any form of residuals or anything that he is due uh, right. for that content being streaming. Well, yeah, he was... Um so HBO Max and 
and Netflix both were carrying the show. And because of the you know the way in which Dave left the show, mm-hmm. he did not have ownership of the show. And and by the way, for those of you who have been under a rock, he 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 basically posted what amounts to an 18 minute special on his Instagram. Um, I'm which taking is, a shot while Randall's yeah, explaining, which was which is pretty dope. Um, I thought it was a good idea, and I, I think more people, probably Kevin Hart, is, you know, going to take advantage of that platform to post their own content without having to go through whatever distribution means. Um, but a, a part of his contention with that whole thing was that he initially pitched Chappelle's show to HBO back in the day, and they declined it. And now that it has grown into a, a somewhat valuable property, now HBO is streaming it, and Netflix also had it streaming. And he very politely in his own words, asked Netflix to, you know, to stop streaming it because it makes him sad. <laughs> and Netflix didn't want to make Dave, their cash cow, sad. I was saying, you got that million dollar stand-up deal, you don't want to make him sad. Uh, many millions. Many millions. Um, so they, they took that shit off. They took it off. Exp- Quickly. Expeditiously. Um. Which is fine, and he, you know, at the end of it, he asked everyone to boycott Chappelle's show until he starts getting paid for it, which is which is valid. And let me let me just break y'all off real quick on a side note here. For those of you Monique stands out here, um, that because the the minute Chappelle's shit came up, the minute anybody says anything about Netflix, everybody uh, everybody has to jump up and bring up Monique shit. Let me let me clarify something. What Monique went through with Netflix and what Dave Chappelle went through with Netflix are two completely different scenarios. Mm -hmm. Monique wanted more compensation for the possibility of doing business with Netflix. Right. Dave Chappelle is actively doing business with Netflix. The check has already been cashed. And he... Not even ask them. He mentioned that something wasn't right to a business partner. Yep. And and he and he wanted that he wanted compensation for something that for content that he has already created that he should be compensated for. Yeah. This is something. So Netflix, and honestly, Netflix had the minimum amount to do with it. Netflix just did something that they felt was that they felt was right, with by somebody that they are already actively doing business with. Right. Monique wanted more money to get in the door, to just walk in the door, and and let me also say, I love how everybody says this, but everybody just up and forgot that other part of the story, where Monique actually had support for this shit. And um, played herself by defending ro- racist ass Roseanne. Mm. Y'all forgot about that, didn't you? I did. Um, I also forgot about Monique. Don't throw away my my comedy sister. Fuck out of here. That and that and and I'm gonna tell you that's why I don't support Monique. Not because one, you wanted to go to bat for a racist, and two. We never hear about you and this this whole defending the creator and defending the rights of the creator until it's time for you to get paid. Monique's never been that popular to me, so I don't. I don't think Monique's funny. 
I don't either. And and I've asked people numerous times, what is her what is her hook? What is the joke? Like what like like any of these any of these people that I consider great, I can name a funny joke that they've made. I can name a legendary funny joke that they've made. Loud sassy black woman. I can't name a funny joke that Monique has ever made in anything. Ever. And nobody else can. To this day, if you can name a funny, a, a legendary Monique joke, like if this were rap and you told me a rapper were legendary, I would ask you to name a legendary bar. I, I hear y'all bringing up Rick Ross again. Mm-hmm. Nobody has a legendary Rick Ross bar. Mm. Nobody. Nobody. Not a single person. No one. <laughs> no one. You know why? Because Rick Ross does not make legendary bars. Rick Ross is just playing a rapper. He is what a rapper is supposed to look and sound like. I'm just saying. And in that same regard, Monique, I'm sure she's funny to somebody. I'm just saying she's not funny to me. Not to me. I've never laughed at anything Monique has done. And don't bring up the Parkers because I didn't watch the Parkers because that wasn't my shit. That wasn't that wasn't my brand of comedy. I it, it, I, I I recognize what it did for some of y'all. It didn't do it for me. Sorry. Just saying, um, Chappelle and Monique. And if you want to have that conversation about black women being undervalued in the entertainment industry, and if Monique really feels like that, we can have that discussion. Fine. Love it or hate, love it or hate it. Look at how Tiffany Haddish has carried herself, and and the difference in that. This is true. This is true. Um, We can have that discussion, but it's not the same discussion as what Dave Chappelle is going through. True. I'm just. That's what I'm saying. That's the point I'm making. Um, what else is going on here? Let me look at the list. Michael B. Jordan and Lori Harvey are possibly a thing. I said it online, and I'm going to say it here. Lori Harvey does not belong to the streets. The streets belong to Lori Harvey. Lori Lori Harvey at this point has a better roster than some of these niggas. Man, I just... If I might be, though, man. (laughs) Okay. Do I really want to come behind Future, though? There are exceptions. The man who is like the human embodiment of dirty dick. Listen, listen, listen. If we... Okay. There are exceptions, first of all. Because I wouldn't... Because in theory, I wouldn't want to fuck behind Offset unless it were Cardi B. Hmm. But here's the thing we have to look at when we ask that when we ask that question. And I and I and I and I'm I'm speaking for me because I've been in this situation. Um, I will not name names. <laughs> but there are some circles that we are in naturally, as people, as people that you know, whether it be creatives, people in whatever community we're in. If I had to vote off the island, everybody that someone I, that someone I know in that community had had relations with, I wouldn't be dating anyone. True. Michael B. Jordan and the the beautiful people, as I call them, get to play by different rules. 
But future though, man. I, I understand. I know. I know. I know. But I think this is a good look for him. So people so people can shut the fuck up about this rumor, this myth that Michael B. Jordan doesn't fuck black women. I, I have it on a good source that he does like black women. I was gonna say, I also I too have it on authority that Michael B. Jordan is very attracted to black women. I will not say what black woman. Um, and I will not say the context in which he's attracted to that black woman. But I would have really liked to have seen him like really make something with Lupita, man. Didn't they look so good together? And I was shopping Black Panther around. That was that was a lot of fun. And her just and him just doing push-ups because she wants him to. Because that's what those best. Let me tell you something. As a single as a single man <laughs> who is who has who has been somewhat athletic in his day. If a nigga is doing push-ups on call for an attractive woman, it's not a friendly wager. Nah. It's because she wants to watch that nigga doing push-ups. I'm just saying. I'm not going to tell you how I know, but I know. <laughs> all I'm saying is all that to say. And, and he is also not performing those push-ups unless there is some type of reciprocation. 100%. There's some kind of payoff there that we will probably never know. Unless about. he's just a really good guy, yeah, a really fun friend to you be know, around. For all that, for all that caping I just did for Will Smith and his right to be seen as a good guy, I ain't buying it, Michael B. He's unmarried, <laughs> <laughs> so you know what I'm saying. You know if. if Look, if I'm Mike, if I'm Mike B. Jordan and I'm rich and I'm young, and considered, you know, moderately attractive, I might be a different type of person. Who knows? Okay, the but, married the married man not. can't put it the way I'd put it. But maybe not. If I looked anything remotely like Michael B. Jordan, this is why, and this is this is one of the reasons I'm trying to get in shape for 2021. If I looked anything like Michael B. Jordan, I would not be any good in these streets at all whatsoever whatsoever i'd have to quarantine you'd, you'd be a turkey leg hut sweet <laughs> jesus just at turkey leg hut just just there with a wife beater on <laughs> nigga if i look it, bruh it'd be creed three all day in these streets <laughs> who the fuck are you talking to let me tell you something attractive people and 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 we can keep it a buck attractive people get to play by different rules Attractive people get to do whatever the fuck they want out here. You know why? Because let me tell you something. It's all about all the conversations, all the discourse we have is about whether or not you are fuckable. You know why nobody gives a fuck that Jordan that Jordan Peele is married to a white woman? Because nobody wants to fuck Jordan Peele. Yeah, it's it's just that simple. But you know. Attractive. People give a fuck that Kid Cudi fucked with a fuck with a white woman. I think he's married to a white woman. Because Kid Cudi is attractive. Is he? They think he's attractive. Okay. That, the people that are into that type he has of a, weird nigga. He has a concave chest, but I guess. Um you know, I um but you know, beautiful people are also lonely. It's I I, I know it, it may be Difficult for a lot of us, you know, regular middle middle of the road niggas. But you know, attractive people sometimes have trouble because 
people assume because they're attractive they always have somebody it may not be the case i assume they always have somebody i assume they have more access they definitely have options but what does it fulfill you though sometimes you want something more than ass and <laughs> and i would say you don't believe this shit you or you only half believe this shit because let me tell you something access isn't just about ass oh that's true michael b jordan has just as much access to the to the regular to the regular everyday church going church going upstanding chicks as they do with the instagram models I don't know a lot of people. I don't know a lot of people, no matter what walk of life you come from, that's saying no to Idris Elba. They're not. They're not. They're not. Bare minimum, they're taking the dick. Bare minimum. But how does it make him feel? They don't give, <laughs> uh, let me tell you a secret. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm going to tell you a secret. Again. All these things, this is just the tip of the iceberg. I'm saving it for another program all together. Once y'all have dragged me about it. Um, Shout out to Mike B. I hope he's happy. Cause I do hope he's happy. Lori Harvey is fine, but she just seems like she's boring as shit to me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see that conversation being strong. Yeah. I mean, she... She just don't need the conversation. If he didn't need the conversation, to be strong. I feel like most of her conversations are about shopping bags. $200 day. day well, yeah. well, way more than that for her but shit her she gotta get flued out <laughs> you remember future flew Lori Harvey out on uh flew Lori Harvey out on a vacation for I think her birthday but it was the exact same destination it was the exact same room and it was the exact same setup that he had done for another chick and again, this is who Mike B. Jordan is coming behind. So, okay, I'll give you that one. Okay, I'm fair enough. Fair enough. Um, what else we got here? Congratulations to Lori Harvey for not being baby mama number nine or whatever the number. Congratulations to Lori. Harvey. You survived. I would say, and I think that's the. I think that's the strongest part. I think that's where she, where the women idolize her, and rightfully so. You getting what you want out of these niggas, and you getting the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah. So I, I and, and that's the name of the game for women now is do what you got to do and if you got to be out be out be out. Um, I I have I have my issues with that logic, but I can't. I also can't blame you because niggas like future. Um, let's see what else we got here. Oh, some of y'all wanted me to comment last week on Barack Obama and his little rap quote. Or his little quote from the interview where he was talking about hip-hop and... Look, look, listen, listen, listen. I'm not dragging Barack Obama for that. Barack Obama was not a perfect president. Um, He definitely was from the era in which I was able to vote, well, first able to vote. So there's a certain level of sentiment, sentimentality that I have. I'm not dragging Barack Obama for saying some shit about rap music and hip hop that y'all just got through saying a week before the election. He also, I don't know if you saw it. He also, there was, he also had an interview that appeared this week with complex. Oh, really? Uh, it was about an hour long interview. Actually a really good interview. He's chopping the shit out that book. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
And uh, the interviewer for Complex, Speedy, um, asked. Him, I, I, it was it was a really good interview because he wasn't, you know, he wasn't afraid or it didn't appear to be intimidated by Obama. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he asked him point blank. He said, you know, I, I do want to ask you about a, a quote in this book that many people, including myself, okay. took exception to. Very very open about it, and and his answer was on point. He was like, "Look, it's when you do as many." He said, "Look, I." You know, not to make light of the quote, but you know, if when you do as many interviews as I do, you can't. You know, there. He was like, it, it came down to one word. The word was all. I used the word all. Yeah. When it's not something that I intended to say. I didn't intend to say all. It was just that's just how it came out. He said, no, I don't believe that all rap is like this or that all, no. you know, hip hop music is blah, blah, blah. That, that, you know, and I even, and I'm paraphrasing what he's saying. He's like, mm-hmm. I even quote all the time rappers that I like, hip hop artists that I like. I was raised on hip hop. Yeah. I was raised on rap. He said, you, he invited half of hip hop to the White House. Right. And he, and he said, he said, but also, he said also, but don't get it twisted because a lot of the music that y'all listen to out there contains the exact type of content that I'm talking to you about. If you turn on the radio right now, most of the rap music that you hear on the radio is going to be on that type of shit. And not only that, in context with the discussion that he was having in the original interview, he was definitely talking about that faction of hip-hop that them and other black people were caping for Trump over. Yeah. Lil Wayne, Ice Cube, Mm-hmm. Lil Pump, yeah, uh, Fifty Cent. These niggas have been, uh, collectively, at least decade, collectively decades of these niggas chanting "money and bitches" over everything. Yes, in their music for their entire career, and then we're surprised when they vote that way. Right. These they've been chanting it in their content. For the the duration of their career, and yes, Ice Cube got a little woke recently, but we're not de- we're also not denying that this is the same nigga that wrote Cave Bitch. Yeah, yeah, he wrote a bitch is a bitch. You know what I'm saying? And so we and so we have to put in context that we were just dragging these niggas for the same thing, right? It going right into the election, but when Barack Obama says it, y'all showing the fuck out. Mm. Shut up. I, I don't understand the obsession with people digging up Barack Obama to drag him. I think we've seen now that life gets much worse than Barack Obama. <laughs> no matter how you feel, positive or negative, about Barack Obama, life gets much worse than that. And if y'all want to hear what a fifty-something-year, a fifty-nine-year-old man has to say about rap music, come on, y'all, get get, get it the fuck together. Honestly, and I under, and I even understand the people that got a little political about it because I I get that it's bad optics for the Democrats and that the Democrats kind of squeaked out a win and have to figure out a new game plan. Barack Obama doesn't have that job anymore, and the only reason and the only reason Barack Obama comments on politics now is because we keep asking him about Y'all it. Y'all keep asking him about shit. We keep asking him about it, and we're going to keep asking him about it because yeah. this is the 24-hour news cycle. In the same interview, the guy asked him, you know, what are they going to do if Donald Trump doesn't want to leave the White House? He was like, he's going to leave. Yeah. Like, why, why? 
Though you know, why are y'all even trying to buy into that shit? Like he's he's going to leave. They're getting him the fuck he, out. He's of there. not going to be there. Joe Biden's going to be president. Like, like stop asking this man dumbass questions. Well, that's not a dumb question. It was actually a good interview. So let me not do that. But that's I'm true. just talking people in general. Like, there's a lot of goofy shit. Yeah. That ends up being asked in these interviews that may or may not make it in the articles. There's a lot of goofy shit that goes on there. Um, but yeah. I'm not saying Barack Obama was a perfect president. I'm not dragging him for that. Especially not when y'all just got through saying it a week before he did. Also, Barack, if you ever want to appear on Opinions While Black, give us a holler. Um, I will tell Oz not to say eat a black-owned dick that week. <laughs> unless you unless you want him to. Any way you'd like to get in touch with us, please visit the new and improved opinionswhileblack.com. <laughs> Uh, for all of your needs, for all of your opinions while black needs, that would include merch, that would include uh, social media, that would include ways to listen to this podcast. Uh, shout out to our newest sponsor, uh, Contessa Louise. What up, what up? Uh, please get, she's a, a wonderful web designer among many, many things. Uh, please get in touch with her at Contessa Louise, Contessa Louise at gmail.com. Um, cash app her. I'm sure, that, I'm sure that's a way to cash app her. Mm-hmm. Um, cause she's a black woman and she did a really good job, uh, supporting this podcast. She believes in the dream. Uh, what else we got going on? Grammy nominations. Oh, we have to do the, we have to do the annual rollout for black people and Grammy nominations. Y'all still, y'all still watch the Grammys? Uh, let me tell you something. I don't watch award shows, (laughs) period. I don't watch award shows. I don't enjoy award shows anymore. MTV is coming out with the TV and movie awards greatest of all time because no content happened this I'm year. I'm like, nothing happened. This- Why are y'all even having award shows? Like, y'all need to have the stay-at-home awards. Real talk. <laughs> Just- Real talk. Give awards to these motherfuckers that's out here not catching COVID. Who sat the fuck down and did what they were supposed to do all year? Right. Give and, them a You know, who who did the best in encouraging people to sit the fuck down? You know, we might do that for the for the 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 yearly wrap up. Okay, we might do something like that. The sit the fuck down award. The sit the fuck down award. Um, so uh, Grammy nominations uh came out to mixed uh mixed responses. Uh, I'll just go through a few here, uh, very quickly. Album of the year: Chalambo, Janae Aiko. Hey hey. Uh, Black Pumas. I don't know who that is. Everyday Life by Coldplay. Coldplay's still out there. Okay. Um, uh, I see Radiohead as a genre of music now. Um, <laughs> Jacob Collier, Haim, Haim has made it to Grammy status. I Haim is a girl is a is a a, a woman centered rock band. Um, yeah, that I knew of a while back. Uh, I'm glad they're, they're on the come up. I, okay, good for them. Dua Lipa. Uh. Post Malone and Taylor Swift. That sounds about right for album of the year. I don't know all of the. I don't know all these. All of this music, uh, personally, but I know most of these artists. That sounds about right. Uh, Janae, I'm happy for. Good for her. Record of the year: Black Parade by Beyonce. Uh, I'm just gonna go through the black ones uh, or the black adjacent ones. Rockstar, The Baby, featuring Roddy Rich. Say so, Doja Cat. Uh, Circles, Post Malone, and Savage by Megan Stallion. Song of the Year, Black Parade, The Box. I still have not heard this box song. I, I I noticed that there was a new category with the Grammys. What do we got? Uh, 
best melodic rap album excuse me that's that's an actual category best melodic rap album okay before uh, i judge who is who is up for that um the baby featuring roddy rich drake featuring little dirk laugh now cry later you got that anderson pop which is roddy rich the box okay so it, it i guess it's basically music that's rapid jason where the, the nigga can't really sing or rap it's just what i call the auto-tune category theoretically drake or anderson pop should take that i i'm just you know like what is progressive r&b progressive r&b yeah there's a best progressive r&b album okay i'm looking where you're looking now yeah, and Janae, Shalombo, it? chloe and hallie like janae aiko would not be they're not janae aiko is not progressive if chloe and hallie are progressive right like those are two different contextually those are two completely different now free nationals there was not enough talk about free nationals this year yeah they had a good they 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 put out a good album um fuck your feelings robert glasper mm -hmm. i'm always gonna support robert glasper getting a grammy and uh the thundercat album you know what the thundercat album we didn't talk enough about it but the thundercat album was really good I really enjoyed that. Have you seen the, it's making the rounds now? The uh, Dragon Ball Do Rag video. Yeah, that's yeah. making the rounds again. Yeah, that is fucking hilarious. It's hilarious. Shout out to um, uh, who is that? My favorite from the from the sketch show, Quinta. Quinta Brunson. Oh man, I love her. Um, uh, shout out to her. She that was a, that was the funniest part of the whole thing. <laughs> Just running from this man. Quincy, if you ever want to be on Opinions While Black, give us a holler, okay? OpinionsWhileBlack.com. Uh, definitely way to get in touch with us. The new and improved OpinionsWhileBlack.com. Uh, best rap album? Uh, sure. D Smoke, Freddie Gibbs, J Elect, Nas, Royce. Mm. Okay. I, sure. <laughs> the Grammys highlights the fact that nothing came out this year. Well, it, uh, it, it, yeah, in okay. in in in, in, in Grammy terms, you okay, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, um, a lot of people were pissed. Summer Walker got shut out. Okay. Um, Summer Walker had a really good. Summer Walker had a really good year. Summer Walker has had a good two years. Um, I told y'all. I hate to say I told you so. I told y'all, Summer Walker was gonna be something. When we played CPR, yeah. I told you Summer Walker is going to be somebody to look for. Summer Walker is definitely somebody to look for. Um, she definitely got shut out of Grammy. She deserved a nomination. Um, I think it's the least we can do in advance of her having what is about to be the most annoying celebrity pregnancy of all time. I see it. I see it now. This is about to be the most annoying fucking pregnancy ever. Um, the weekend got shut out. He felt away. Now I don't listen. I didn't listen to the weekend's most his latest efforts because you're not alone. I don't. I, I don't listen to this version of what the weekend is doing. What, it, the, what is he doing with the, the with the bandage shit? Like with it, the it, weird bandage and the synth pop. It's not. That, that's not my thing. I miss what uh, listener Ryan Gabriel referred to as haunted strip club music. Can we go back to weird hair of the weekend? 
right drugs weekend. Yeah. Yeah. He's growing his hair back out, so I have hope that mm. we're gonna get the strip club music again. That was my shit. I need him to start fucking with only white girls again. Me- I, yes, I just. I miss the weekend who sounded like every whose every song sounded like you could overlap it with the with the little neon walk in scene from Belly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I miss that that's my weekend. You know, we played we played the little strip the little strip club joint with Rick Ross a few weeks back. That's my weekend. I don't know this nigga doing I don't know what that is. Doing Daft Punk cover band music. I don't know what that is. Well, he's mad because he got invited, but he didn't get nominated. So it, I understand. I wouldn't go. I, I, and and he wouldn't be the first. There have been many people that have shouted that have shouted to the rooftops, "Fuck the Grammys," although they accepted theirs. Yeah, uh, Drake definitely accepted his. Uh, Kanye has never passed up a Grammy. Uh, Jay Z eventually came to the Grammys. Eventually, when his wife. Told him to get his shit together. <laughs> um, here, so it's and we say this every year that it's an odd balance. And I don't want to spend too much time on this. Um, we say this every year that it's an odd balance because on one hand, yes, we should not be looking for validation from white spaces exclusively like this. However, it is the cost of doing business that the in, in the industry being what it is, validation makes the price go up. Validation makes your price go up. There's a there's a power in being able to say Grammy Award nominated so and so as opposed to being or even Grammy Award winning so and so. That there's a there's a power with that and the price goes up and your demand goes up even if nobody had ever heard of you. If you had the most low key album of the year and your Grammy Award nominated something your X factor goes up. People that didn't give a fuck about Beck for a long time, Beck came out of nowhere and got nominated for something again, and people gave a fuck about Beck. The only person that did this not that did this that that this did not work for is Macklemore. <laughs> he, he's still feeling guilty about that shit. He should. And he took himself off the paint, out the paint in that one. Now he's doing like, now he says he's going to come back when I'm doing like fucking magic Dungeons and Dragons rap or some shit. Whatever. That's a strong no. That's a, yeah. No, I mean, I know, he was always corny to me anyway, so. I would say it started off a no. It's a hell no now. Nikki is mad. Nikki wants to go on this tirade about how she was blackballed. Let me give a let me go ahead and give a preempt to shut the fuck up to Nicki Minaj. How are y'all not sick of her yet? How how? Yes, maybe maybe it, it, we can't we can't exclude that maybe the industry is is harder for a black woman, especially a black woman in rap who uh, is very uh, who's content is sexually charged. Sure, she ain't popping like that though. That's the, the whole music thing. hasn't been jamming for some time. The music has not been jamming for some time. And you can't talk about being blackballed without your attempt to fuck other female artists out of their money. Mm. Ask Cardi what happened. Mm. Uh, you weren't, because you weren't, because you weren't fly with her for a while. You weren't fly with Megan Thee Stallion yeah, to start with. Low key, though. Cardi was the one that took her out the page. I, I, that's all I'm saying. And so, yeah, you, you have to, you have to kind of. 
you had to kind of fold on your fuck shit too. Especially the shit about you being mad that somebody gamed the system with these uh, merch bundles counting as album sales when you did the exact same shit. You can't be mad Travis Scott from outplaying you at the game you were trying to play. He just took her out the paint. <clears throat> and so, you know, so Nicki Minaj, you got to take that one. So you have to take the shit she says with a grain of shit. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If, if we're not going to... Look, we can't be Houston's most savage podcast and not keep it a buck about Nicki Minaj's fuck shit. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, a lot of people are mad and a lot of people are talking about uh, fuck the Grammys. We're going we gonna to divest from the Grammys and we're going to make some black shit. As, we, gonna, we all going to go mm-hmm. to the Soul Train Awards and make this as big as, as big as we can. Sure. I If y'all could have, y'all would have done it already. Thank you. I am skeptical. I am skeptical because... Um, y'all tried to make y'all went y'all are gonna go and make the BET awards as big as as big as you can. False. But the problem is, um, the BET awards is not is not considered black owned because BET is not black owned because it's owned by Viacom. Mm. So you're just gonna be doing Viacom's work for them, and it's just gonna turn into another version of the VMAs. Um, and when we did have something that was our own, it was the Source Awards and. Of, some of you are not you are not old enough to remember. A lot of people lost their lives. <laughs> I, just, I, I, I didn't want to say it. Um, the fuck shit started. There was a lot of fuck shit, as you as you would call it. Um, it got bloody. It got bloody. Um, and the source wars didn't last long at all. It lasted too long. <laughs> <laughs> For whatever amount of time. I mean, it, it should have been canceled after the whole Suge and, and, and Death Row incident. That should have been the last one. Y'all ain't got no love for Snoop Dogg and Death Row? Oh, my God. That ended up making it the attraction. Yeah. Because we love to see the possibility of some fuck shit go down. That's why, every, that's why Gucci and Jeezy did more numbers than Monday Night Football. Or Thursday night football or whatever. Yeah. They did more numbers than anything happening on television. Speaking of which, shout out to the Denver Broncos for having a game today. No quarterback. With no quarterback. Holy shit. Did all the quarterbacks catch COVID? Yeah. Oh, they they've been exposed at least. Jesus Christ. And they, they even tried to get like the offensive coordinator to <laughs> to put the clipboard down for a day and they were like the league was like, nah. We gotta get them we gotta man, they got <laughs> And it's okay, Roger Goodell. It's time to call it. Mm-mm. It's time. Mm-mm. It's time. They've come too far. Every week, we, we got to watch the Titanic go all the way down. <laughs> <on this one. laughs> I, I actually, I, I wanted, I want to see how it plays out until they get down to the point where they only have like five on five. It's gonna, right, it's gonna be flag football. Yeah, they're gonna start combining teams. They go. They go pull. They go pull people in from the D leagues and shit. And the, the, they can't do that because they got a quarantine for ten days coming in, so they're already going to miss two games. They gonna start doing shit like Super Bowl will be some fuck. The shit. Texans and the Cowboys are going to play together. God damn it! Don't 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 <laughs> don't you wish that evil, Ricky Bobby? God damn. Um, but yeah, they got a man. It, it it's time to pull the plug. So far, they have not earned. 
I, I feel like I feel like a little school teacher. Like y'all, y'all, y'all have not earned y'all's y'all's playing privileges. You know who's earned it? The NBA, and that's why the season's starting at this weird, awkward time that I'm not used to. December twenty second, because they still want to get that Christmas broadcast in. I missed the draft because I wasn't used <laughs> to this weird scheduling. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but they've earned it. I'm, I'll definitely be watching basketball for Christmas. Uh, while I'm setting up my sister's uh, Oculus thing mm. that I'm buying her. <laughs> Fucking VR shit. Anyway. Um, did you watch the fight? Tyson, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones. <laughs> uh, as Snoop describes it, two uncles at the barbecue. And, and let me tell you, y'all ain't slick. Because again... Y'all like the possibility of fuck shit going down. Because going into this, everyone was convinced this was going to be an Apollo Creed thing. Look, Mike looks to be in... He is in great shape. He looks like a fucking mob enforcer. Roy Jones looks like me. (laughs) (laughs) It's, It's... And I was just, you know, I was... Again, I didn't watch it, and everybody that I know at least caught a bootleg stream. I just, I just saw highlights on Twitter. He looks like he escaped from Celebrity Fit Club. <laughs> Doctor Ian looking for his ass right now, man. Man, let me tell you something. Okay, so I, so I ended up having access. Mm. Um, access. I caught the first half. Like I caught the, I caught the the main fight card. Like they had the undercard, and then they had the main. Yeah. Uh, list of people so first of all first things i noticed was a lot of rap in between every fucking every fucking fight french montana was out there sway lee was out there yg was out there performing oh okay this is all coming into the main undercard who produces i I would well and the snoop was commentating like this is like triller is that what the name is? Yeah. Triller? I don't know who Triller is, but yeah, that's who I saw I see, the name. I on. see that logo everywhere. Um, so it's some nigga shit then. It's some nigga shit, absolutely. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and Snoop Snoop showed up and was side commentating with Israel out of Sonya, who uh, is uh, hearing him talk is a nigga to his heart. Um, let me tell you something. French Montana was out there. It was a fucking mess. Uh, St. John. Uh, 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 mm-hmm. uh, dude, we don't hear enough about yeah, who he I got, like. He got some slaps. He has his new album is fantastic. Uh, I didn't, I, I, I didn't have it on the list to review it, but his new album is fantastic. We're gonna hear a lot more from St. John going forward this year or next year, really. Um, and then Snoop got up and did all his twenty-five plus year old joints. Um, apparently he was showing up in place of Lil Wayne. Thank goodness. So I was gonna say, so Thank I have goodness. to be at least happy that he showed up in place of Lil Wayne because it could have been much worse. I don't want to hear Lil Wayne talking through any sports event. Snoop will not turn down the bag. Um, as far as the fight, Tyson and Jones. First of all, Tyson Roy Jones was terrified of Mike Tyson, as he should have been. As he should have been. Cause he definitely had the he definitely had the uh, the Adonis Creed punch him once and run away. Yeah, which is what Roy and and that's the thing going into it. Like that's how Roy used to fight to begin with. 
Roy would punch and dodge. He would punch, run away. And you can't do that with Mike Tyson. Because Mike. He's built like a fucking tank. Mike will hit you with his fist, forearm, head, and neck. All in one motion. Oh, all he needed was the fist this time. That's all he... <laughs> anything else would have been overkill. Because let me tell you something. The first two rounds... Everybody, like people started, people started perking up. Oh man, he might live through this. <laughs> he punch him a little bit, run away, then try to tie him up. Yeah, I mean, you know, Tyson wasn't going to kill Roy. This was an exhibition for he charity. Going to kill him on purpose? Nah, just, you know, if he cracked a rib or two. Ivan Drago didn't kill Apollo Creed on purpose either. Well, or did he? He did because <laughs> Bridget Nielsen gave him that look, and he was like. <laughs> And he did catch him with that with that cheap shot. That's for you. That's for you coming out here to that jungle bunny music. Yeah. Um. And so the first two rounds, Mike looked a little stiff. He got a few. He got. He got. It was a lot of body shots. It was a lot of. It was a lot of ribs. The ribs was tender than a bitch. It was a lot of ribs because Roy Jones. He kept running up and trying to tie him up. Um. That didn't work for long. Mike Mike started getting limber. He started getting like y'all remember Ip Man three when he when he started getting real ball walk <laughs> from Street Fighter and shit. Oh, he started when he started moving his head with the fists up. He was he was essentially chasing Roy Jones around the fucking ring, shit. chasing Roy Jones uh. around the ring and getting and getting some some key shots off. Um. Roy kept swinging to keep the to keep, keep some distance. To, well, he kept swinging to keep the to keep the punch count close. Oh, okay, because the punch count stayed very close. Yeah, and at the end of all this, the the part that summed the whole thing up for me is when the bell rung at the end of the final round, and Roy Jones had him tied up, and the referee breaks them apart. Roy Jones Jr. scatters to his corner. <laughs> Tyson was standing there with his ha- with his hands down, perfectly still, completely unbothered by anything Roy Jones had just done. That's it. We only going eight. And then they run him over. They run him over, and they and 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 the announcer says, um, "It looks like they're calling it a draw." Uh, Mike, are you good with that? Yeah, it's fine. The crowd loved it. Yeah, and then they go, "Do you think you won?" Yeah, yeah, but I'll take yeah, but I'll take the draw. Yeah, the interview with Jim Gray was funny. <laughs> Roy Jones goes, "Hell no, I'll take no draw. I wear draws. I don't yeah. take no draws." He almost knocked you out of your draws, nigga. Yeah, oh, and, but 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 Roy also knew that he also knew that Tyson whooped his. Ass. <laughs> he also knew Tyson whooped his ass. He did. He was barely holding on. He was so out of shape. And yeah. let me tell you something. As a 37-year-old man, I know from out of shape. Ooh. That was out of shape. He was yeah, hanging was, on by a thread. Yeah. He was hanging on by a fucking thread. Let me tell you something. I shadow box for three minutes for, for three minute rounds. Do it and they did two minutes. Yeah. Doing anything for two minutes consistently will take it the fuck out of you. And Mike even said it himself. He was like, a lot of those two minutes felt like three minutes. But and He said that, but he also looked like he was ready to go for four more rounds. Yeah. Oh, he could have. 
Absolutely. And, uh, you know, of course, Jim Gray asked if they would do it again. Michael said, hell yeah, we're going to do it again. Yeah, we're going to do it again. Roy Joe said, I got to talk to my wife. I'm going to talk to my family. I got to talk to, <laughs> I got to talk to Pensacola, Florida. <laughs> well, you got to go back and talk to your city. <laughs> you know you got your ass whooped. He's going home to to his wife quoting old girl in Rocky Four. You can't win. It's funny because Roy was like, "Yeah, you know, if we do it again, you know, we'll fight. I'll fight somebody else on the card." And Mike was just like, "Shit, we'll do it. Just like we run it back." <laughs> Mike was like, "We can run it back right now." <laughs> Fuck the bullshit. He said, "Man, why are they worried about your ass? You've been you retired three years ago. I've been out of boxing for fifteen years. They worried about your ass." <laughs> and he, and here's the funny part. This wasn't even the highlight of the night. I don't want to spend too much more time on this, but that wasn't even the highlight of the night. We have to talk about... Rest in peace. (laughs) We have to talk about Nate Robinson and Jake Paul. If you don't know who Jake Paul is, uh, good. Uh, Jake Paul and Logan Paul are are two brothers that are YouTube sensations, according to someone. Logan Paul, you might know from him being um, intensely racist or problematic. Was he problematic? Problematic. He was problematic. Jake Paul is suicide thing. Yeah, Jake Paul is racist. Jake Paul is definitely racist. Um, so Jake Paul has decided that he's going to be an athlete, while Logan Paul is going to be nothing. And he's had one fight before, I believe. Yeah. And Nate Robinson called him out. Um, I get it. Nate Robinson called him out for the culture. He's a racist. I, it's just like everybody says, I want to fuck Conor, Conor McGregor up. But I know if I get in the ring with Conor McGregor, it's probably going to be a fucking rap. You got you to gotta, you gotta face him on your turn, your grounds, though, man. You were supposed to challenge him to basketball. Yeah. And, and Jake Paul knew what the fuck he was doing. He knew he was a troll because he came out to the song Basketball. Yeah. The Bow Wow version, so he definitely needs his ass whooped for that. Well, Curtis Blow probably didn't clear that shit. Curtis, like, <laughs> fuck you. I don't need to check that bad. <laughs> Meanwhile, Shad Morris is like, I actually, I do. I do need that bag. It's true. It's true. Shad I, Moss or Shad Morris? Bow Shad wow. Moss. Whatever the fuck his name is. Shad Bow Wow. Moss, Bow, yeah. wow. Bow Wow. Um, and so, we everybody had a good feeling about Nate Robinson because Nate Robinson is an actual athlete. I did not. Nate Robinson is a former basketball player. Didn't he run track at some point? I think he played football or something. He played too. football. He's, yes. a, he's a phenomenal. He's a freak athlete. He is a one. He is a terrific athlete. There, you can't, but you can't fast track. You know, you can go from basketball to football to baseball. Yeah. those kind of sports. You can't fast track your way into contact fighting no, sports. No, you cannot. Um, and yeah. Jake Paul, to his, to his credit, looked like he took it seriously. He did. And he put Nate Robinson on his face no less than three times. The last time was bad, though. The last time was an embarrassment. He landed actually face first the last time. And what really sunk it in was Snoop Dogg going, oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, I'll never forget that. He fell straight on his face. That shit, that was, a, that was worse than Creed getting dropped by Drago. He needs some milk. Yeah. <laughs> He was out for a solid two minutes. Oh, he was. Yeah. Jake Paul was talking to the to the commentator <laughs> while they hitting Nate Robinson with the smelling salts. He was face down. He was face down out, 
And when I tell you the memes did not hesitate no. to start, the, <laughs> the the night was not even over. The the, the next match had not started yeah. before the Nate Robinson knocked out on a, on a Tempur-Pedic mattress <laughs> meme started. Uh, and then, what made it worse, did you see the Nate Robinson challenge? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Y'all are ridiculous. Hey. The internet is undefeated. <laughs> it's funny. Though. I was... <laughs> I was so torn because at first I was like, "That ain't right. We shouldn't be watching. We shouldn't be. We shouldn't be emulating black men not, uh, down on the floor on their face." But as you start scrolling more, he asked for it. That shit was funny. <laughs> that shit was, got kind of funny. Some, somebody put their little their little girl in a in a full Knicks uniform and had her laid out on the floor. They talk. Oh my god, they talked so bad. They was like, when that nigga came out in Knicks colors, we knew what time it was. We knew what the vibe was. <laughs> Uh, these are said those were Mets colors. Oh well, same difference. Uh, only only Knicks fans say shit like that, yeah. and they don't fuck with the Mets like that. Yeah, it was. Um, Shout out to Nate Robinson. He man. didn't know. He, <laughs> no, because he asked for it. He called Jake Paul out. This is true, and, and you know we say all hands matter. And Jake and Jake Paul did say to his credit. I do talk a lot of shit, but I do back it up. And so now, you know, I, I guess maybe one good outcome from this is that a lot of white dudes will be emboldened by it. And they will think that because of Jake Paul, they have hands. <laughs> that they got hands and they don't. And you'll see a few of them get laid the fuck out now. Uh, I'm telling you, the new the new episodes of Ridiculousness are going to get way wackier. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, get well soon, Nate Robinson. <laughs> That's you know, maybe you could just hope that the big three starts up again. So Nate, yeah, man, have something to do. He has something better to do with his time. Uh, um, but hey, he was in good shape, and <laughs> he's in easy. I would say he is in good shape. But the problem is, again, you cannot fast track contact sports. Like even you can be in, you can be in wonderful shape and not be prepared. For contact sports, for uh, uh, MMA or boxing. Yeah, even, boxing. There's a lot of things that Nate. That to his credit, Jake Paul knew and learned about linguistics and about um, body language and dialogue. Mm -hmm. He he. I watch. I follow a lot of boxing people on uh, Instagram because I shadow box and mm -hmm. shit. So I'm learning technique, but. He knew a lot of those things, and he knew a lot of watching his angles and not being in the in the line of fire. He knew yeah. a lot of shit. I have to give it to him. He knew his shit. I just want somebody else who knows their shit, who is black, to step up for the culture and fuck him up. Even Brock Lesnar, when he went from being an amateur wrestler to an oh, MMA God. fighter... You know, he was he was a phenomenal college wrestler. Yes, yeah, true. Once he met with somebody in UFC that was worth something, Ooh. his 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 chin. I'll uh, say his his chin got a rough, a rude awakening. That he didn't last. He didn't last long. It was yeah. it was much hyped. Yeah, he did not last long. So that'll go to show you, even if even if you have a background that's somewhat accommodating to that. Kimbo Slice was rough. Kimbo Slice was a yeah. beast. He, he Kimbo Slice was a beast in the backyard. Once they, he, once he, he had to he had to learn. Once he got into that octagon, though, he he never could. He had to, he, he had to he had to learn. Yeah. They when they sent him off to Strike Force, he had to learn. 
the the white boy that beat Kimbo couldn't believe it. Yeah, that was and that and again that actually hurt worse than this one right here because it's like because I came up you know like came up like I watched a shit ton of Kimbo Slice videos from back in the day. I was like man this dude gonna he's gonna come out here and kill somebody in Real MMA. Talk. He's gonna kill somebody on TV in MMA. The white boy who waxed him couldn't believe it. Yeah, he was. Like, he looked like, oh my god, I just won Publishers Clearinghouse in this <laughs> motherfucker. Um, so yeah, uh, that was that's that's gonna be one of those cultural things where we look back on 2020 and go, why the fuck did we let that happen? Um, uh, I will say, well, I, I won't. I'll save that for the year end wrap up. But uh, we'll go ahead and take a quick break. We'll be All back right. with more foolishness and fuckery. You know the deal. Opinions while black. Sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. And we are back. Yep. We are black. Black. We are opinionated. Certainly. And I am feeling pretty good. That's a nice, nice whiskey. I appreciated that. This is a lovely. This is a lovely whiskey. This one's definitely going to be back. Um, I actually, I actually got onto this. Uh, shout out this is from a long time ago. Shout out to one of our listeners, um, uh, Konji, Konji Sin, Konji Sin, uh, Konji Konji Crafts on Instagram. Uh, support Black Business. Yep, Konji Crafts. Uh, two those those are two Ks. Um, Never too soon to say Kobe came with my ass. <laughs> Oh, speaking of listeners, I should get this out of the way. Oh. We have a present. We have a gift here from oh. uh, some of our favorite listeners. This one has my name on it. Oh. This one has D. Randall's name on it. It's actually wrapped. It's wrapped. I, I just see that's why I wanted to save this for on air because I just love the the packaging and the rollout. Damn, look at y'all. I aspire to this level of presentation. You take a photo of this before I fuck it up. Uh, to Oz and D. Randall, thank you for your support. You guys are amazing. Keep doing what you do. We love it. This is in, and this is written in like gold uh, uh, gel pen. Team Lit BKNY, Remy and Dave. Oh, okay. So Remy and, so Remy and Dave, uh, my, my New York niggas. Uh, my New York, my New York niggas have a line, have a apparel line called Lit BKNY. That's where you can find it on the social medias, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, the shirts are dope. Um, I'm going to assume that is what is in here. We're going to go ahead and open these. Actually, hmm. I always like when y'all give us shit. I always like to save it for on air, just in case we can give y'all a little. Oh, they sent us this because we because we shouted them out before. That's what happened. Oh shit! Um, they gave oh, Randall. I got a Chadwick shirt. Yeah, and I got a T'Challa shirt. Dope. That's about right. And this is available at their. Uh, they got this is available on their site. Okay, definitely got to link it. Um, so we will definitely shout them out. Support Black Business. Um. Thank you, Remy. Thank you, Dave. Ah, they got the 2X big nigga size. They got the 3X for a nigga big nigga size. <laughs> um, thank you, Remy. Thank you, Dave. I love y'all to death. Wish I could be out there. Wish, wish I could be out there in, in, uh, in Brooklyn with y'all. But, 
Y'all going into lockdown and shit is wild out there. <laughs> Look, shit's wild out here. They scared to lock it down. It ain't that much better here. Uh, so we all probably just happy. We should be happy where we at and keep it to a Zoom meeting or some shit. Uh, having said that, it is time for white people must be stopped. Skirt, skirt. Um, white people definitely must be stopped because now the y'all ever play those video games? Like I play Destiny too. And you know, you beat the you beat the big boss of the main story, and then you get that that text based lore that says, "Well, you've defeated the boss, Lord So and So, but his minions are still on the loose," which gives them an excuse to give you more missions to beat <laughs> all the mini bosses. Yeah, uh, we've defeated Trump, but the mini bosses are still running wild. In this case, uh, that would include Steven Mnuchin. Uh, Treasury Secretary um, being a whole bitch. That ain't a wart. Um, Steven Mnuchin, who basically looks like uh, evil John Oliver from the future, has come back to stop current John Oliver. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, He has moved $455 billion worth of uh, stimulus money um, uh, into a into a fund where Biden can't access it without the approval of Congress. Mm-hmm. Which good luck to that. Um, this is this is a bitch move. I, let's just let's just keep it where it is. There's no need to romanticize it and unpack it and where it went and how it went there. This is a bitch move. This is a bitch move on the part of the Trump camp because Trump himself has no more power, but the disciples of Trump live on at least until january 20th and and this is this is part of what i'm always talking about how um trump is gone but i think the real task going forward and i mean this on the on the on the local level on the state level on every level is to kind of expunge the 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 culture that trump has created his his people are gonna have a very rough twenty twenty one. Facts. They're gonna have a rough year next year, and I'm gonna love watching it. They're gonna they're it's gonna be the band playing while the Titanic goes down, one hundred percent. Because one the, the the real Trump loyalists that aren't already under investigation or in prison, you see he let out Michael Flynn. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had to do that last favor. We knew that was gonna happen. Uh, because. I am convinced. Not everybody is convinced because Biden hasn't talked about it a lot. I am convinced that the trial of Trump is imminent. Oh, it's going to happen. At least within the next year. Or two. And people are like he's going to he can pre-pardon himself, which I don't. He, no, I don't. No, mm-mm. no. That's I, I. That's not. I don't think that's on the table. And if it was on the table, I don't think he'd take it because he's too prideful. He say let the let the facts exonerate me, even though there's no facts. Yeah, I was gonna say that the whole thing about a pardon though is that there has to be a conviction and of a, guilt, a conviction or admission of guilt. Yeah, correct. so he would have to admit guilt in order for there to be a pardon. And we know that, or else he wouldn't have let Michael Flynn off the hook. Um, and you know, so uh, Michael Flynn's off and in the wind, and he knows where the bodies are buried. He will most likely be subpoenaed at some point still. Yeah. Um, but this is all the loyalist kind of shoring up the base and doing whatever they can to make life difficult for Biden. 
Which I don't think. Which I, look. Once we know how this uh, how this runoff election is gonna go, it might not even matter. It might not. And they they actually might want to play nice because it can get real ugly for them. And uh, it, I know the Democrats. You know, you're right. I agree. The Democrats and, are pussies, though. So well, the, okay. So the Democrats kind of have a, a history of being pushovers in recent memory. I suspect that if or when they get the upper hand in this case, because they don't actually have the upper hand. The House right. isn't any better or worse than when it started. Right. And um, we don't know what's going to happen with Congress. So my thing is, um, or the Senate. No, it's the Senate. It's the Senate. There you go. Um, the Senate is really going to be the deciding factor. I think if they get the upper hand there, I think... I think we're gonna see a little more swagger on their part. Yeah. I do. Um, for all, I, I, Biden's trying to be very humble about going into it. He's trying to, and you know, he's trying, kind of trying to to cool the flames down, and he wants people to kind of chill out a little bit. I think a lot of that's gonna go out the window once he gets sworn in. Yeah. Biden just like Jim Carrey was not exaggerating at the kind of guy Biden is. Like he's gonna come in talking shit. Yeah. He doesn't give a fuck if Barack. He doesn't give a fuck if uh, uh, Trump is there to give him the keys. Tell him. I'll tell him to leave the keys here. Yeah. Matter of fact, we lock you out. You know what I'm saying? Trump ain't got no keys, White House. It's just like in Creed too. When he, when 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 Creed beat the light skinned dude's ass at the beginning. Tell him give me them keys, nigga. <laughs> I'm telling you. I, I I suspect there's gonna be a little more swagger on the. On the part of the administration, and you know, I feel like Stephen Mnuchin uh, is just being a little petty bitch, um, delaying the inevitable. Mm. I'm just saying, I you know, I, I could be wrong. Yeah, watch that money come up missing though. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it will. Yeah, that's true. Or that's true I mean, too. it may not even come up missing. We may not even just realize that it's gone at some point. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. Didn't they pull that shit in the rack? Sure. There's a bunch of there was a there was a whole bunch of you know war effort money that just came up missing. I saying. saw I saw Three Kings. I know how to. Yeah, I kind of remember something about that. Yeah, I mean, I think that's more likely to happen. Like we're gonna we're gonna forget that they even put the money over there, and then facts that shit'll just be gone. Uh, on that note, send your racist stories, your racist real life encounters, along with your listener letters. Questions for myself and D. Randall. Send all those uh, to opinionswhileblack.com. Uh, we will also be getting a uh, with, uh, with the new website. I believe we're getting a new email. So all right, uh, you we'll be we'll be having y'all send shit over there as soon as I get all that information. Let's go. Um, but check out the new opinionswhileblack.com. Uh, your one stop for uh, merch, for subscribing, for updates about events upcoming episodes and such and such it looks good y'all it really does I, I i can't stress enough how this makes me look like a serious entertaining person <laughs> with a brand um i i she even let me tell you something contessa even picked out the the other the picture because i was going to go with a different picture mm -hmm. we, we talked about that and she was like no this is the one that's why i gave options this is the one. This is the one. This is y'all. This oh. is y'all. 
opinionswhileblack.com. Um, we'll take we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back with the last leg with your listener letters and the top three STFUs. Yes. This is Houston's most savage podcast. Savage. Pour up. We are back. Yes. We are black. black. We are black. We are opinionated. And clearly I am. Clearly I am feeling it. Uh, I just barely got through that intro. Um, <laughs> uh, it is time for your listener letters. Uh-oh. Um, See what kind of shit y'all got for us this week. Actually, it's not. Actually, this isn't so bad, actually. Uh, I'll, I'll just go through these. We got any questions from David Santiago? Because, you know, he always. <laughs> funny you should ask. God damn it. Uh, Brandon Harrison asked, "Who were Nate Robinson's trainers?" <laughs> who listen? Whoever they were, what is the new Craigslist now? What is that shit called? Uh, um, whatever the new Craigslist is, I forgot what. No, he got them. He got he got them shits on Let It Go. Wow! Somebody was getting rid of their old trainers. And wow! He got them shits on Let It Go. I think he I think he just watched a couple of like Rocky montages and thought that was. <laughs> That was cool. You know, no, I'm gonna tell you who his trainer was. Drake, baby. <laughs> his, his trainer was that old man from Dodgeball throwing wrenches at people. And shit. Yeah, I, even if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball, sir. I'm doing boxing. Uh, uh, he, um, I remember, you know. I immediately remember the time that Paul Pierce hit that big shot in the one game on the Celtics and Nate tried to high five him and Paul just ducked <laughs> and Nate just flipped over his shoulder. I mean, that has nothing to do with this question, but the the fact is I like I saw, you know, seeing footage of Nate boxing, I could tell like, yeah, he's not really comfortable with that. Like he should have he that that requires like a solid, I think at least a solid year. Or at least six months of just straight up boxing training. I agree. I agree. I, I you, this is one of those things where, again, we 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 talked about it before. You can't fast track your way into boxing. No, there's so many things to learn, like taking a punch. And, and I, I, I don't even. And I'm not even saying that in jest, but that's actually a big part of boxing. Like you have to train yourself to absorb punishment. You can't, you can't just, be, you can't be good at boxing just by being good with your hands. You have to be able, because you're going to get hit. That's the I, thing. And that's the other part of this. Honestly, that disturbs me a little bit. Is that I get worried when white boys have hands. That's always supposed to be our main advantage over these motherfuckers. That's always our advantage. Look, no. I, I know, I know. Look, look we in Sunnyside right now. I know plenty of one hitter quitters out here <laughs> that aren't in remotely as good shape as Jake Paul. You know what I'm saying? Who I, will lay him out? I know some niggas that'll do some prison exercises and then square up. <laughs> I'm sorry. Push ups on the cinder blocks. And yeah, shit. and then they'll be ready to square up. I, you know, they may not have any leg strength. You know, rough riders tried to do that that uh, that rough rider workout shit. No. No, they did. They tried to. They they was, they was like, yo, you can do these in your house to sit in the blocks. You know what I'm saying? Was drag on in that video? <laughs> uh, God no. 
And <sighs> Sheik Luch wasn't doing that much better. <laughs> oh, man. What happened to Sheik Luch? Probably doing Gangster and the Gentleman 6. Yeah. Um, David Santiago. Mm. Oh, he said, I can't come up with a decent question this week. Because Rosario ah- Ahsoka Dawson Tano yeah. <laughs> has me stuck on fanboy Nirvana, yeah. and Dave Filoni has permission to scissor me. That is yeah. hilarious. Wow. You know, I I got I got to give it to the Mandalorian. Uh, in the last two weeks, they've they've given the fanboys a lot something to cream their pants about. Um, from what's the first Bo-Katan? Is that Katie, Katie Sackhoff's? Yeah, and then. Uh, and then this week, you know, not only did we get Rosario's live action um, as O'Connor, Ahsoka, 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 Ahsoka Tano, Tano. Ahsoka Tano, which looks remarkably like the amazing. Um, but we also get Baby Yoda's real name, right? Ain't nobody gonna use that shit. Nobody. It's still gonna be Baby Yoda for life. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna call him what his mama called. Yeah. Ain't nobody using that shit. Yeah. If we if if we can decide what Uno rules we using, we can definitely decide what the fuck we call him, baby. Yeah, it's, it's too it's it's too late for that. Y'all can call him Grogu all y'all want. Let me tell you something. And not only that, not only just first of all, I'm always I'm always here for Rosario Dawson being in more things, uh, for obvious reasons. But uh, us just Ahsoka. Seeing that live action, yeah. After kind of the myth has been built up, I was I and I didn't start off being a big Ahsoka fan. I didn't start off being a big Clone Wars fan, but once it's once it really developed into its own mythology, um, and I've taken a look here and there at Rebels, but seeing that all that lore building up to her appearing in the Mandalorian, not only appearing in the Mandalorian. But being as more badass than I have seen a Jedi in a long fucking time. Yeah. Holy shit. That was that was some some Ghost of Tsushima Metal Gear Solid spy shit. Yeah. The introduction. I'm not gonna give too much away, but my god, that introduction was bad fucking ass with the cocaine white lightsabers. Ooh, Ooh boy. <laughs> I, I I heard I heard Pusha T in my head when I said that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was so yeah. I can I can understand. Uh, Ahsoka was lit. Rosario was lit. I definitely hope we see more live action shit with Rosario Dawson turning up yeah. as Ahsoka Tano. That would be wonderful. Yeah. Um, Rob Montgomery, what's your opinion on the Mike Tyson fight? I think it's good for his. I think it's good for his brand. And it's and you know. And one of the things that Mike said in the in the post fight interview, because Jim Gray asked him, like, you know, at the age of fifty four, you know, you, you're in remarkable shape. You think you want to come back from? He was like, "Fuck no!" He's like, "This is this is an exhibition. This is this is what I do now." And he said it's for charity. So for me, this is greater than me fighting for personal accolades or championships. One hundred. And you know, they got people out there now that are doing that. So let them do that. And and let's let's get it straight, Jim Gray. If if Mike goes out there into the real world to box, he's gonna get the brakes beaten off of him. It's true by it's some twenty eight year old. I would so. say you, you can't. Mike looks good, and he even looked, and he even looked, he even looked in shape. And he, as far as his technique and all that shit, mm-hmm. you still you can't beat the clock. You cannot. And when we last saw Mike Tyson, the clock was still ahead. The clock was still ahead. Right, <laughs> had a considerable lead. 
Um, uh, you know, let let niggas like let Deontay Wilder make a comeback, man. Uh, yeah. I, I want that part. I want that part three. I want that yeah. to be a trilogy. No, but I, I do think that what's good. What was good about the fight was that um, it it shows that even. You know, we a lot of us tend to think that when we get older, we slow down and, you know, we settle into a thing. And I think Mike Tyson has proven you don't have to. You can still, you know, be in good shape. You can still be healthy, assuming that he's healthy. Right. And, and still, you know, be good at, at what you do. You don't have to slow down. So I I think, you know, he's opened up a second career as a, as a fitspo. You know what I'm saying? Um, person like because even me i'm not as old as mike tyson i'm like god damn he looks like he's in good shape he inspired me i'm you know i had slowed down on the um uh on the the what do you call it the shadow boxing and kind yeah. of that's because that's a good way to get in shape um but i am definitely picking up picking picking it back up i'll be working out tonight and uh we're we're definitely gonna get back on the killmonger boot camp baby mm. um and last but not least, Tales to Enrage asked if you got cho- if you got the choice on who would play Storm in the MCU, who would it be? Bonus questions for Bishop Cecilia Reyes and Nightcrawler. God dang. Uh, Storm, I am convinced I want old old chick that was uh uh what's her name uh that was Bilquis in American Gods. Mm, okay, she was wonderful. I would love to see that. Um. Uh, all, there's a couple other people that are kind of relative unknowns that I can't name off the top of my head right now. Yeah, there, there are. But Bill Quist is at the top of my list. I, I, if you would have asked me a couple years ago, I would have said Lupita. Agreed. Um, I, I'm I'm with you on that. There, there, are, there are people whose faces I could see who are not household names right now. Um. Also, exactly. I want that. I just wrote a, I just wrote an article about how I want if 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 Marvel is definitely inviting the MCU into uh, the X Men in the MCU, mm-hmm. um, I want them to I want them to put some unknowns on. Yeah, and and do for them what do for bl- some black faces what X Men before did for Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman was a relative unknown, and it put him on, and it, he's still on. Um, same thing for Brandon Routh. Brandon yep. Routh did Superman as a relative unknown. He became Superman, and no matter how you feel about Superman Returns, it jump-started him into a career. Um, I want to see more of these big franchises doing that for black faces. Oh, she's too old. Like, uh, like, 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 you know what? The MCU needs to hire Aldous Hodge for something. Oh, Aldous Hodge is Hawkman, isn't he? Yeah, so he's in DC. Okay, well that won't last long. So go ahead, and, <laughs> go ahead, and hire him. Just, just, just get him on a just, <laughs> just, 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 just give him a call. You know what I'm saying? That's not gonna last long. Was you know? Um, so yeah, I, I, I would hope uh, that they put on a relative unknown. As far as Bishop goes. Again, I would love to see I would love to see an unknown face. Um I there was a guy in the I can't think of his name, this African dude in this this movie Five Fingers for Marseille. And he was the main dude, he was this lone gun he was this lone gun, silent silent but deadly type or whatever. Um I would love to see him as bishop. I would love to see he's he's got a presence to him. Um 
I think all this would have been good for Bishop. All this would have been good for Bishop. Damn, back to Storm. I know this is way off. Yeah, yeah. Even though she's probably too old, like Sophie Okonedo. Yes. And, and y'all might think she's too light skinned for y'all, but I, I think she would she would play the role. Very I well. think she'd do very well. Um, dang, Bishop is kind of tough. Uh, who is Diesel and can act? It's tough, isn't it? Fuck Terry Crews. Fuck Terry Crews. It's tough, isn't it? See there? Um, shit. I uh, think we're gonna we can revisit that. We can. What about? It's what, a bonus question. What about Yaya? Yeah, give Yaya some work. We know black man. We know that black Manta shit ain't going nowhere. Nah, he could do it. I I I think he could pull it off. Yeah, and I like him, and I think he's on that, that he's on a good run right now. I I would love to see him jump yeah. into that role. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, I, I'm not doing Nightcrawler. I'm not doing Nightcrawler because I. No, no. I want the Nightcrawler character because they're never. They just have proven to me that they're never going to get it right. Yeah. I want Nightcrawler to go away and 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 take some time <laughs> off. I do. I. You know. I I liked Alan Cumming, but I don't think that was written well. So I want yeah. them to take a break on Nightcrawler. I think. I think. I think. If written well and done well, um, Cummings should have pulled it off. But cause honestly, he, he could probably still pull it off. He's he old and he could probably still pull it off. He had the look. Um, I, I, I believe that. I you know there and there you know these white guys start to look alike. But there's a few people. If I really think about it, do good German accents, all all the British people seem to be able to do good German accents. So it's kind of take your pick over there. Cecilia Reyes. I, I would have said Rosario Dawson as a safe answer a while ago. I, but that I think they would clown that. I think that's yeah. too safe. Yeah. If if Zoe Saldana wasn't already, I would say maybe her. Yeah. But I think her her thing has been a little tarnished by some of her role choices. Yeah. Well, she's also already Gamora. So they, they need to... That's That's a... That's a tough one, isn't it? It's a tough one, man. Why? See, I knew somebody had to. See, y'all got to prepare me for these types of questions. It's true. It's true. I, I do know. my research. Santiago's going to be like, oh, I, oh, it's another question. Broke the show. Oh, oh, is that what is? Is, is that a? That wasn't a Santiago. I was going to say, is that a challenge? No, he, he trying to break the show. Well, when he did, well, when we did the music one, he was like, I love how the music question broke the show. Oh, okay, challenge then. And I was saying, I bring dare it you on. to try. I dare you to try to break us. Um, while we're drunk. That, right. <laughs> opinionswhileblack.com. Uh, opinionswhileblack at gmail.com. That's how you get in touch with us. Um, visit the site, man. Let us know what you think. I think it, I think it looks good. It's it's. It, I mean, it, it's it, on one hand, it's kind of sort of basic, but at the same time, I think it looks good. I think it's us. It's what you need. Um, it's time for the top three STFUs. Who are the top three people in America? That need to shut the fuck up. Uh oh. A uh, couple runners up. Snoop Dogg for me is a runner up. I just, I'm so annoyed. I'm just annoyed with. I don't understand Snoop Dogg's purpose as a brand in 2020. I don't. Snoop Dogg is that he. You know what? Snoop Dogg is that cool ass uncle that you get tired of seeing, but you also know the party ain't gonna be the same if he ain't there. 
Cause you're not gonna have you're not gonna have yeah. shit to talk about. If Uncle if Uncle Calvin ain't there, then you know it's gonna be a different vibe. Yeah, y'all gonna be paying attention to the commercials on TV and People shit. Asking where he at? Yeah, you know, I wonder what he's doing right now. I that's you know, and that's the best way to describe it. Yeah, if, to to maintain the vibes for better or worse, mostly worse. We are stuck with Calvin Brothers. I don't, I, I don't, I don't hate him. I, I, again, based on the stuff that I saw, his commentary was like some of the funniest shit. I, I, will, I will admit, I laughed at some of that shit. Talk about, man, put your hands up, nephew. <laughs> um, so yeah, I do. I, 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 maybe he did a good job there. I think I, I think it's just me getting annoyed. I think you're just sick of seeing him everywhere. I'm just annoyed with Snoop. I think, I think that's what it is for me. Um, other runner-up is Ti. He always needs to shut the fuck up. T.I. was somewhere on some podcast. Maybe it was his. Maybe it wasn't. I don't remember. Expeditiously? Expeditiously. Um, talking about relationships. Talking about how men enjoy competition. Men don't want to. Men don't like women. Men don't like women that they don't have to compete for. Let me ask you. Let me ask him. How is that working out for who you, T.I.? Who asked him? One, who asked him? Who would ever ask him for relationship advice, first of all? He has spent most of his brand uh, either building his brand by cheating on his wife or um, just that not being a deal breaker for him. Getting I, the I was going to say he creates competition by cheating. Is that what he does? Here's my thing. How is that working out for T.I.? The last time that worked out for T.I., the last time T.I. pulled that shit, I seem to remember him in a fist fight with one of the, with one of the best boxers living in living memory today getting the brakes beat off of him only for that same boxer to have bragging rights apologize to his wife and then go on tv and tell uh members of the press quote i fucked his bitch so let me know how that's working out for ti currently and i will get back to you on how stupid the idea of competing with people over a woman is. I've been there. It was high school. It wasn't fun. Women are not conquests. Nope. No, they are not. Uh, women are not conquests. People are not. It, 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 and also, we're grown people with bills. Either yes. we go together or we don't. <laughs> Period. Period. Are we together? Are we together or not? Are we fucking or not? That's all I want to know. Um, number three is Jason Whitlock. <sighs> Uh, the why can't he go away? The mat, the the jack of all necks, <laughs> master of none. Oh man, um, this nigga shaped like a pack of bagels. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord, man. Oh man, this this nigga this nigga sweats hot dog water. <laughs> Blood type is Krispy Kreme. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, Jason Whitlock. Um, How you got smegma under your chin? <laughs> <laughs> um, so this nigga didn't have anything. <laughs> God damn it! This nigga didn't have anything better to do with his time, and he didn't have any black people to shit on this week. <laughs> So he decided to shit on some woman playing college football. Oh, which is a big on, step. I don't want. I don't want to downplay it. Sarah Fuller is uh, um, is a kicker. Yeah. Uh, actually, what, actually at Vanderbilt, she, I think, or someplace. Oh, that's why we'll never hear this again because she plays at Vandy. Okay. 
Um, yes, kicks. Uh, 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 at, uh, she played it in the second half of uh, Vandy's Missouri game. Okay. Um, I'm not putting any more money on college football, so I don't keep up as much because Nick Saban is out with uh, COVID. Mm. So hate to see it. Hate to see it. Made a lot of money off a of roll tide. Um, Sarah Fuller is a woman who was kicking in a football game and Jason Whitlock had to shit on it and call it um, virtue signaling to quote <laughs> make a wish America this motherfucker wishes he could tie his own shoes <laughs> oh, oh shit oh he wishes he could see his penis oh, oh man this motherfucker wishes he can breathe through his nose and not his fucking mouth <laughs> wishes he could breathe through his nose so he could use his mouth for more eating. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Snorlax, this wasn't your lane. Now, listen. This motherfucker got to take two showers to get both sides. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, they need a Zamboni to do his back. Um, oh, listen. Uh, Black Grimace. Uh <laughs> Hear, hear what I'm saying here. This was not your moment. This was not your moment. And, and it's one thing to declare war on black people. Which you have. This nigga sweats bacon grease. <laughs> God damn. Oh, man. Oh, they have... Oh, man. They, oh. He bleeds MSG. Um, Why does he have to wear non-stick clothes? Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it's not butter. Look at this. <laughs> ah. Oh, man. So, uh, listen, Mucinex, man. <laughs> you have to understand. When you go after white women, this is when they rise up to slay you. <laughs> this is your this is your bread and butter. Now you're going after the most treasured possession. Oh, no. He knows what his bread and butter looks like. <laughs> 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 Don't get that part twisted. Oh. Oh shit. Oh shit. Uh not that I ever want to be uh d- defending white women first unless you're Scarlett Johansson. Hey. Um Jason Whitlock, just shut the fuck up. Honestly. Shut the whole d- 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 shut the whole fuck up. Shut the I can't believe it's not a fuck up. <laughs> Honestly. Oh man. Number 2 Number 2 is Kevin Hart. No. Uh-huh. Actually, we're going to switch that up. Number two this week is Eric Clapton. Oh, man. Eric Clapton and Van Morrison have gotten together. Um, Eric, Mor- Eric Morrison. Eric Clapton and Van Morrison are getting together to write anti-mask music. That's going to age well. No one. One, I don't even think the anti-mask people ask for that. No. Two, again, like, like Randall said, that's not going to age well at all. It, it, it's a bad thing when you when you create content on the wrong side of history. Damn it! I was still holding on to Footloose until now. Footloose? That's Kenny Loggins. Didn't Eric Clapton write some shit? For, oh, okay, oh, shit. That's Kenny Loggins. Oh shit! I'm gonna hold on to it for a little bit longer then. Yeah, yeah I was saying. <laughs> my bad. Don't fuck over Footloose for me. This is my favorite shit. Okay. Um. No. It's, uh, it, Creating content on the wrong side of history in this regard always looks bad. Ask LL Cool J about accidental racism. Mm. I'm just saying. Um, 
and again, I have to go back to the fact that one, nobody asked for this, and two, if I've learned in history that if Van Morrison agrees with you on some shit, you should go ahead and learn to live with the fact that you are wrong. Um, nobody asked for this. Eric Clapton, and nobody really asked for Eric Clapton to come out of nowhere. Um, I didn't. I damn sure didn't. And I like that change the world shit with Babyface. I ain't asked. For, I ain't asked for you. Sit the fuck down and shut the fuck up. And you know, I, I you know what? I tell you what. It's not gonna. That's not gonna age. Let's go to March in 2021 and let these numbers hit 400,000. And see and see how people feel about that anti mash How are they gonna perform it? You got your ass gonna perform it through Zoom because you're not gonna be able he to perform it. He doesn't in person. know how to work a fucking Zoom. If if Teddy Riley doesn't know how to work Zoom, I guarantee you the old motherfucker that did Layla doesn't know how. And Teddy Riley had help. Teddy Riley had the wrong help. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. And the number one person who should shut the fuck up is Kevin Hart. Kevin, okay. So, the thing you need to know about Kevin Hart in the past week or so is that Kevin Hart's latest stand-up was not funny. You could use that to describe any of his stand-ups as far as I'm concerned. I I have a few favorites, but um, Kevin Hart did a stand-up that meant well, and he did in his house, uh, which I'm a little resentful that he can just pass off his fucking living room as a nightclub uh and nobody know the difference um he he did it in some pajamas which does not help his his uh his his you know vibe as the short dude <laughs> uh was it a onesie it was not a onesie it, it was it was a short sleeved uh pajama oh. set oh well, you wore a onesie this week didn't you <laughs> i did wear a onesie hmm. my, my fenty onesie came look at that Look, onesies are cool until you gotta pee. <laughs> you gotta take the whole shit you gotta off. Gotta take that whole bitch off. Um, so Kevin Hart's shit wasn't funny. A lot of people agreed it wasn't funny, and he went on Clubhouse where there was a room dedicated to quote Kevin Hart isn't funny, and defended himself or tried to. You should never do that. Don't ever do that. N- nobody defending work that people don't like ever ever ends up going well never ever. works never works look at Zack Snyder Zack Snyder has the bag they gave him more of a bag to complete his version of Justice League which is being re-rolled out on HBO Max and he's still talking shit about why people didn't like it the first time he really could have shut the fuck up about why they didn't like it the first time because he could have just said that wasn't me He's out here talking shit about why people don't like the Speed Force or why he doesn't believe in the Speed Force. Shut the fuck. Oh, that's a whole other thing. I was gonna say fuck he, Zack Snyder. He need to shut the fuck up before they put John Favreau on that. <laughs> <laughs> and then he makes the real bag and they don't yeah. need your bitch ass anymore. <laughs> Kevin Hart, let me say something. And, and, and no matter how you feel, and this is my thing. I'm going to make this quick. No matter how you feel about Kevin Hart's stand-up, no matter how you feel about his content, whether you think he's funny, whether you think he's not funny, Kevin Hart has accomplished enough, made enough money, and put enough people in the door in his time that Kevin Hart's name is going to be up there amongst the greats. That is solidified. No matter what you think personally of his content, Kevin Hart is a name. 
He'll be considered successful. He will be considered successful. He will be considered a name. But one thing that he has to realize, just like anybody else in any type of artistic endeavor, is once you put your art out there, it's subject to people's opinions. It doesn't belong to you anymore. So I've put out music before. People have liked it. People have not liked it. People have told me that they didn't like it, and they've told me why. And I just thank them for their feedback. A nigga told me he he didn't like my uh, performance poetry. Um, I don't think he can spell poetry. I don't think he can spell performance. I don't think he can spell his own name. But that was his opinion, which he is entitled to. Once it, because once I put something out there, it doesn't belong to me anymore. And I don't make a and I don't make a million dollars for every syllable I utter. Yeah, Kevin Hart, you got the bag. You got. You every you don't need everybody to love you. I know that's the that's the vibe you're going for. I know that's your brand. You don't need everybody to love you. And a lot of people apparently don't. After you, you only need up. you only need HBO or who who was on Netflix. You only need Netflix to love you right now. You only need Netflix to love you and, and Dwayne the, and, and Dwayne the Rock and Johnson. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> it right out of my mouth. Exactly. Um, until uh, uh, so until there's something that's worth you arguing over with people on Clubhouse. Can I just say real quick? I know we're running a little late. Can I just say real quick that I don't get Clubhouse, the merit of Clubhouse? It's it is just influence. A, it's influencers centering themselves mm-hmm. again because we because we're starting to run them the fuck off of other social medias, and they have found a way to center themselves in a way that is completely asinine. I love the fact that you don't have to talk on social media. I love it. And they have just singled out Instagram. They have just singled out live, which is maybe the most uh, annoying part of social media, mm-hmm. and isolated that and created a whole social media space around it. There was a, there was a scene in "I May Destroy You." I'm sorry, I'm talking long. No, you good. There was a scene in "I May Destroy You," uh, where uh, Michaela Cole's therapist was talking about her obsession with social media. And she said something that has resounded with me to this day. Social media in these in this facet is is incentivizing talking at the cost of listening. Absolutely true. That is a hundred percent my problem with Clubhouse. One hundred percent. And it's and and it would be one thing if if it were leading to some real discussions. I got in a room and the first thing they start talking about is. So how do you feel about plastic surgery? And then they didn't talk much about that and got into the same bullshit that I have to hear as a single man on uh, Facebook, which is bullshit about wedding rings, engagement rings, and $200 dates and stupid shit. And it's just going to be the influencers taking it over. They're already taking it over. Yeah. Joe Budden, they were just talking about Joe Budden leading a discussion on some shit. Kevin Hart's leading a discussion on some shit. How about we stop having rich, famous people leading our regular-ass conversations on shit? How about that? Let's try that out. So Kevin Hart and Clubhouse can collectively, together, united, shut the fuck up. Mm. The fuck up. I'm so sick. I'm, I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm, didn't we learn from Sweetie and her talking about these fucking Birkin bags? That rich and famous people don't need to be leading regular people discussions on shit. They don't. Because we'll ne- because more and more we're seeing most of us will never will, will never rise to that yeah. ever ever. 
So maybe we can have regular people having regular discussions about regular people's shit because they don't know shit about shit about what we go through. Yeah. Sorry. It's very true. Be a person. Be a regular ass person and be proud of being a regular person. Be boring like the rest of us. Exactly. Nothing wrong with that. There's, and there's a place for you and you are the consumer. You're the consumer. You drive the culture. This is what I mean. You are the culture. We are the culture certs are available for sale opinionswhileblack.threatless.com yep. D-Ramble, have we done a podcast? We have done 116 of them. God damn. We getting up there, man. Um, guys, thank you so much. Um, this has been an amazing experience. This is always going to be an amazing experience. We're going to be here. We keep saying it. We're going to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, we're here to get you through this shit. There's, it's rough times. We're here to get you through this shit uh, so we can get ourselves through this shit, really. Um, thank you for being here for 116 episodes. Uh, we'll be back next week with more foolishness and fuckery. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get out of here because I'm hungry. And <laughs> Randall's got shit to do. Um, this has been episode 116 of Opinions While Black. I have been Oz. I am still D. Randall. As always, forever imparting titties. <laughs> <laughs>